www.thepowerhouse.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <coughs> I don't know where this cough is. I, that makes me think of She's the Man. Welcome to Illyria. Welcome, 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 welcome. I have welcome, seen welcome, that movie, welcome, but I do not know what that was. <laughs> welcome to Illyria. Jesus. <laughs> welcome to Stream Queens, you fucks. <laughs> We've had a day. It has been a day. It's also Friday, and for us 30-year-olds in the room, we're puzzling, and then for us younger ones, we're just going to drink wine. We're the same age as her. Fuck <laughs> her. Let's just make her puzzle. Some of us are puzzling and drinking wine. Puzzling. Getting some puzzle trouble. <laughs> Do you puzzle right, right here on, on the table? table. <laughs> Winnie the bish. <laughs> I've, never, yeah. I've never related more to a character. I'm definitely, I don't know which character I am. From oh, from New Girl, bitch, you are 100% coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get very competitive. Your it's coach. A problem. Dude, your coach. Yeah. So we're just going to jump on into this with our streamers today. Uh, oh, uh, this is Bree, and that's my bitch, Mickey. Yo. What up? <laughs> we're talking about uh, one of my favorite movies that I used to watch with my mother. Oh. Back in 1999, Ashley Judd, that juicy-ass queen. She's hot. She is so hot. Mm-hmm. That's Double my, jeopardy. That's my first note is Ashley Judd is hot. Holy fuck, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say very good things. Okay, I watched this 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. This morning. I'm so happy about this. And I cannot wait. I don't get up at 8.30 for my own job. First of all, it was 6.30. Oh, yeah, 6.30. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I drink some more Obviously. wine, baby. <laughs> um, but, like, that's how much I needed to do this. Because I don't even get up for work at 6.30. <laughs> this feels like it's a job, but it's, like, my the most fun job I've ever had. It was super fun. Uh, also, this movie was really fast, so yeah, that so, helped a lot. So I will... I'll try to piece it together the best I can. I've got it kind of in chunks, and then mm-hmm. you... I want you just to, like, spew out all, all the right. shit that comes out. All right. All right. All right. All right. We'll start with the synopsis, and I'll do some fun facts. Okay. So the synopsis for this film, framed for murder of her husband, Libby Parson survives the long years in prison. It was six fucking years. Yeah, I have a note about it. With two burning (laughs) desires sustaining her, finding her son and solving the mystery that destroyed her once happy life. Standing between her and her quest, however, is her... Parole officer Travis Fuck You Leham. <laughs> Lehman. Whatever the fuck his name is, doesn't even matter. <laughs> the synopsis is bullshit. <laughs> Libby it's poses <laughs> Libby poses a challenge to the cynical cynical officer, one that forces him to face up to his own failings while pitting him against his superiors and law enforcement colleagues. That's a long-ass synopsis. I always find the long ones. I don't get it. Literally, Iron Man was like, yeah, this billionaire makes weapons. What up? Bye. <laughs> Drops Mike. Um, And the synopsis <laughs> for Tubi that we watched it on. Oh, yeah. What did it say? Dude, it's spoiler alert. I mean, I guess that one is too, but it's just a like bit, framed yeah. for murder. So, like, I couldn't even go in without, like, <laughs> not knowing what was going to happen. I, like, pretended to be surprised. I, I was like, hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. But I was, like, fucking ruined it. They fucking ruined it. They just gave it away in the goddamn title, I guess. Right. So, fun facts about this film. Show me some fun facts. Some fun facts. 
Jodie Foster landed the role of Libby after Meg Ryan and Brooke Shields both declined. Damn. But was replaced by Ashley Judd when Foster became pregnant. Yeah. Makes sense. So they actually, they had some stellar peeps. I was going to say, that's a lineup. Right? Especially for a 99. Mm-hmm. 99. Sh- 99. Shout out to our, our lovely Jordan C. for wanting us to watch You Got Mail. Oh, yeah. Meg Ryan. We're going to add that to the mm-hmm. list just for you, Jor. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Never seen that. I'm so excited. Number two. The film was a box office success. Really? Yeah. So the critics hated it, <laughs> but people loved it. So spending three weeks as the number one film and grossing $116 million. This didn't seem like a blockbuster movie to me. <laughs> and sixty and $61 million overseas. Oh, Jesus. But the critics hated it. It got terrible ratings. But people were really excited, I think, about the cast. Suppose I'd be excited to see Ashley Judd's tits. I know, seriously, and we get to see some titties. titties. Oh yeah, there's titties. Some nice, soft titties. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. My last thing that I wanted to add because there weren't a lot of things to note about this film. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, how accurate is this film when we talk about Double Jeopardy? Mm. So, due to the existence of Double Jeopardy. Libby believes she is free to murder her husband, even in a crowded place and in broad daylight. However, in reality, if Libby were to have killed her husband at a different place and time than the first murder where where that had taken place, she would not be free from punishment. Yeah. So because it was not replicating any of the actual official murder, Mm -hmm. she would have still been... In jail. Yeah, they had a. I made a note of that because I listened to a lot of true crime podcasts. Oh fuck yeah! Um, and they've changed Double Jeopardy a lot because a lot of murderers have got, that actually murdered have gone free because of Double Jeopardy. Shit, seriously? Yeah. So they had to change some of their laws because. Um, oh my god! Were literally, like they would do. Yeah, they weren't getting arrested for the crime that they did. So fuck yeah. Listen to my favorite bird. Oh, those talk about it. Those goddamn queens. <laughs> but yeah. That, okay, that, I want to look into more of that then. Yeah. But when we're looking at this opening scene, so I've got a little a little chunk here, and then I want to hear what you have to say about it. And this is really how I've kind of gone through this film, is I have chunks of sentences mm-hmm. to kind of keep us on track, but then I want to go over all the details okay. that, we, that we see. Okay, 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 okay. So opening scene, Libby Parsons seems to have it all. Um, there's spooky music and summer camp vibes. I literally thought we were going to open up in a summer camp. Uh, 100%. I I said, is this Lake Superior? No. It's not that pretty. (laughs) Her husband, Nick, is devoted to her and their four-year-old son, Maddie. (laughs) The family lives in a beautiful home on the Pacific Northwest waterfront. Shitty. Super shitty. (laughs) When Nick scores yet another business triumph, (laughs) he proposed... Uh, buying Libby a sailboat to celebrate. Yeah. All right. Want to hear some of my notes from that? Please tell me all the bullshit. Well, first of all, I said to the kid, nice bull cut nerd. So that's where <laughs> I was at. <laughs> oh my God. Fuck yes. Yeah. And then He's I was four. Yeah. And it, shut up. Okay. How, he was four? <laughs> okay. Because there's a part, I have a note of it. And I'm like, that motherfucker should have known. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> and I said, what are the white rich men's? Rich men's problems. And I was like, who are all these people? <laughs> 100. I just was like, 
So we meet Nick at this house party slash mm-hmm. auction. Yeah, I guess. For, like, the school? Yeah, it was for the school. We see a hot girl with Libby's kid. Her name is mm-hmm. Angie. And she has the best 90s hair and dark lipstick I've ever seen. Honestly, my mom had that hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Your only, mom was hot. Right? Yeah, only it was, like, curlier. So, it's cute. Nick has this speech that he gives. I was like, this is a hella white crowd. Mm-hmm. And Nick is, like, this hot, creepy, daddy Dahmer kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> daddy Dahmer. Doesn't he kind of look like, he looks yeah. like he's a serial killer, but he gets away with it because he's hot. Yeah, and I had no idea who that actor was. I've never seen him before. Also, I was wondering why they were talking about the painting so fucking much. I was like, like wow. I know. And then I was like, God, that's going to be important later, isn't it? Right, obviously. Also, they never put the fucking kid down. They're like holding it the whole time. I love that you just called him an it, which, again, children are terrifying and gross. And also, he, that's why that kid has, well, I've got, this poor kid's going to be fucked up by the end oh, of this film. Oh, yeah. So much therapy. <laughs> so much therapy needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So they have this this auction bullshit, and then we see this threesome, which I call Angie, Libby, and Nick. Yeah, I said, who is this hot nanny? I'm it's, so confusion. <laughs> I'm so confusion. Nick surprises Libby with a sailboat, and I was like, fucking same. Yeah, and then he says, we can't afford that, and I wrote, bet. They leave Maddie with their friend Angie, who we find out is a teacher at Maddie's preschool. Yeah. And the couple... Set sail for a romantic weekend away. Yeah. These rich Ooh. assholes buy a sailboat. They buy a mm-hmm. sailboat for a weekend trip. Mm-hmm. And then I said Ashley Judd is way too hot for him. Yep. Do you know how to sail? Uh, I went on one sailing trip in yeah. Mexico, and it was fucking terrifying when we did the actual sailing. Yeah. Yeah, I learned how to sail a little bit ago. It wasn't as fancy as a boat, but it was like a small one. When, when did you do that? At a Christian summer camp. No, you didn't. <laughs> did back, you, back in the Jesus days. Did you do? Did you and Jesus do that sail where it goes like fucking 90 degrees or whatever, and you're going to fall out yep. the fucking sailboat? That's... The most terrifying and liberating thing yeah, I've ever done. Yeah, I was done. pretty good, though, at it. So, Jesus had my back that day. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. I'm correct you, but it's 45 degrees. Oh, just, just this goddamn slut told us it's 45 Do degrees. Do you know how to sail, Jessica? No, I did it once. And honestly, I feel like I could do it again. I could not. I would Mm-mm. flip that fucker right over. <laughs> 100%. Hundreds, hundreds. But yeah, and then they talk about going into bed, and then I said, they're going to feed. 100%. I titled this scene, The Sale and the Down Below Bone. <laughs> it's a full-on sex scene with titties and everything. <laughs> so they have what I assume is very lovely intercourse. They sound like they're having fun. They sound like they're having a great time. <laughs> this is where we get to see, and I just put in all caps, boobs, titties. Libby wakes up and finds she's covered in blood. Yeah, it escalated real quick. Very quickly. (laughs) And Nick is gone. Dizzy and disoriented, she follows a trail of blood to the upper deck. It's foggy and mysterious up there. (laughs) Nick is not there, but Libby sees a bloody knife and picks it up because she's a goddamn idiot. Fingerprints, don't do it. The lights of a Coast Guard boat flash, and a voice orders Libby to drop the knife. 
Yeah, how convenient that the Coast Guard was just, like, right there. I know. But, and they, they explained that later on, but I was like, um, oh, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, because of the signal the that goddamn he put out. mayday call. But before they even go down to the boning, mm-hmm. she's wearing this bandana and her hair. And I was like, God, she's just so cute. Also, she- that knife was so... That couldn't do that much damage. No, 100% no. It was like a fruit slicer. Did he get stabbed 600 times? Yeah. Also, there was a lot of blood. I don't think he would survive. Even if he was, like, faking his own death. My biggest takeaway was she touched the murder weapon, you dumb ass cunt. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 I just, I don't know what to do with that. She had pretty good acting, though, when she realized that he's probably dead. That was a good scene when she was, like, sobbing. That's where I say the sheriff, prison cell, and trial. Because they're all kind of chunked. Okay, first I said the kid can't throw rocks for shit. Because <laughs> he's throwing rocks into the lake. <laughs> so, but then I said sucks to be her, but this is like my nightmare. Getting arrested for something I didn't think I did. 100%. I, I also noted that. I said this is my nightmare, mm-hmm. I swear to God. And then I say that like four other times. Yes! I was like, the fuck is this just a movie of all my anxieties? Like, and I think that's that's why it did well in the box uh, office. Because, like, yeah. the writing itself is fucking terrible. Yep. But the anxiety it gives you mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Did we get to the motive yet? Oh, one second, one second. Okay. So here's... Oh, party foul! Party foul. Puzzling, <laughs> puzzling and spilling white claw like Skate a goddamn 30-year-old. Puzzling. Puzzle trouble. <laughs> Puzzle trouble. So the sheriff, prison cell, and trial. It turns out a Mayday call was received from the yacht where Nick explained to them that he was stabbed. Uh, Tests reveal the blood found on the yacht was the same type as Nick's. It's presumed that the couple had an argument and Libby attacked Nick. He managed to send a Mayday alert before falling or being pushed overboard. Despite the fact that no body is found, Libby is charged with the murder no one believes her story, not even the sheriff, who is a family friend, and I just said, fuck you, Bobby. Yeah, and also life insurance. He took out yes. life insurance right before. That's always, like, the number one motive. If Okay, if you please are married. Tell us, please tell us all the things you know about murder. If you are married and all of a sudden your partner wants to take out life insurance policy, fucking get out of there. <laughs> fucking get out. Because rule number one. They're going to murder you. It's just going to happen. I'm sorry. Rule number one, <laughs> you're going to die. Um, I got some real Law & Order vibes. Oh, fuck yeah. And I was here for it. He was a really bad actor on the tape. The yes. The prosecution was a bitch. Um, <laughs> yes, I wrote that in there too. So I was like, I don't think yelling on the stand is going to help you, but maybe the sobbing will. Yes. I said, I'm wary of this Angie bitch. And I said... Two million dollars isn't even that much for a lifetime these days. Because that's what you got, like... I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't even have that much money. But if I were to die in a car accident tomorrow, that's basically what Greg gets. Yeah, I'm Alex's, too. So Fucking he, murder me, bitch. So, yeah, every time he, like, he won't respond because he's on the road a lot, I'm like, please don't be dead. He's like, if I was dead, you get a lot of money. I'm such <laughs> Also, cool. No. I'll pay off my student loans. I mean, yeah. I'll buy a, a reasonable house. <laughs> but it wouldn't... But it wouldn't... Fill the void of him leaving. <laughs> and moderate furniture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, my, so prison cell and trial continued is where you're kind of at, what I've got in my notes. Yes. Frantic over what uh, will happen to Maddie if she's found guilty, mm-hmm. Libby signs over custody to Angie. 
that's when I was like, and she tells Angie, Nick has a two million life insurance policy, which maybe that was more in '99. It I definitely was before the recession, right? <laughs> which police believe was the motive for his murder. And yep. Libby has the money put in Maddie's name, which also that's smart. The mm-hmm. jury finds Libby guilty and denies any bail. So stupid. Uh, I have a note. Mm-hmm. She's smoking in prison, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, all they do. I love it. I guess. I don't know. I've never been in jail. <laughs> Creepy Bobby, I said, looks like Santa Claus's pervy cousin. The lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like um, the guy off Jurassic Park. One of the-, <laughs> <laughs> the one who opened the park? Is it is that the one that opened the park? The one with the stupid hat, all in khakis. Ah, yes. Okay, I forgot his name. Oh my god, I cannot wait to dive into I Jurassic know. Park with I you someday. I only know that because I watched the movie like once, but I read the book. Oh, the books! It's so good. Anyway, also, I think this is based off of a book. Probably. But I didn't look that up, so fuck me if it's not. <laughs> the other note I put is because of that goddamn prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Was it a band of pirates? Did aliens kill your husband? I was it's like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. It would be so hard to be a lawyer, like, on either end. Because if you know someone's innocent, you still have to, like... Yes, you have to fucking go for mm-hmm. it anyways. Like, be fucking ruthless. Yeah. Slit throats and shit. And I'm like, It'd I can't really do it. It'd be hard to be a defendant lawyer, I think. Defending, like, the, the yeah. assholes that you yeah. know murdered? Yeah. But then if you... If someone's really innocent, that must feel good, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Well, there's... That's a whole other story. I couldn't be a lawyer. No. Hell no. So, yeah, like you always said, this is my nightmare. Mm-hmm. My last note... This fucking kid's acting is as bad as Anakin's. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. It's no. fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Didn't that kid commit suicide because of his acting? Sorry, Rip. Yeah. All right. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. No, I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> nope. My next scene is Maddie and Angie visit. Oh, I have some stuff before that. Please tell me. I said jail looks not fun. <laughs> And then they're, like, introducing, and they're like, who's that bitch? Oh, she murdered her husband. And then she's like, I really didn't. Yeah, me either. And then someone's like, he probably deserved it. And all I said was, he had it coming. (laughs) He had it coming. (laughs) He only had himself to blame. Yes. I said, is this 90s Orange is the New Black? That's what I said, too. (laughs) But also, okay, so, yeah. So I did the whole Cell Block Tango lyrics, and then. (laughs) Yes, as you should. And then when they visit, I said, how old is this kid? I feel like he should know his alphabet sooner. (laughs) That's just me. He's like, I look at episodes. And I'm like, bitch, you're like six. How did you not know your ABCs before this? (laughs) Sorry. I just was like, you're dumb. 100%. I said, this looks like a sleepover from hell. Mm -hmm. But the hand on the glass fucking killed me. Libby is taken to a women's prison several hours away. Mm-hmm. At first, Angie regularly brings Maddie to visit. <laughs> Fuck me. You should have known sooner. <laughs> <laughs> when they stop coming, Libby telephones Abby, but the number is disconnected. Oh, that made me so sad. I was, like, this. I was like, she has nobody. Well, and that's when you're like, this fucking bitch is in on it. <sighs> I knew it from the beginning. I had a feeling. My next scene is titled... Two bad bitches, one courtyard. Oh, yeah. I said all I can think of is orange is the new black. (laughs) Yes. Time passes. Phone calls become less and less. 
but she fucking tracks him down. She fucking does. At first, Angie regularly brings Maddie to visit. Mm -hmm. When they stop visiting, Libby telephones Angie, but the number is disconnected. She is uh, inconsolable, right? She's fucking bawling. She's holding a picture of her son that looks like fucking Georgie from It. Oh, no, that's where it looks familiar. Yeah, he's wearing the... He's wearing <laughs> we the, all slowed down here. <laughs> he's wearing the yellow rain suit. Yep. And the hat yep. and the red... I was like... He just needs a fucking sailboat, then he's good to go. Like, hmm, super original. Um, <laughs> what was his brother's name again in It? Shit, it's like the main character. Yeah. Georgie and Philip. What, what the no, fuck is it, Frank? Philip. And now I fucking hate myself that I can't remember this right now. <laughs> He's the one that stutters. Bill! Bill. There we go. Come on, Bill. Frank, Philip, Bill. It's Bill. <laughs> Yo, float. So she's inconsolable until a few prisoners tell her to use her brain. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy to disappear, and Angie must have left a forwarding address with someone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So didn't she call, um, who'd she call again? That she found out the address. The goddamn preschool. That's right. She found the headmistress. You you can't do that. That's fucking... That's like, on the headmistress, honestly. That's some privacy shit. But she, the headmistress uh, was very good about not giving details. Mm-hmm. Like, she was saying shit like, Bitch can't give you this information because it's super confidential. And mm-hmm. also, this kid has been with her for seven or whatever, yeah. a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and I remember. you should just let him live his life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, Mommy Dearest is saying, fuck that. <laughs> She's Mommy like, Dearest. Totally different story <laughs> on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. True crime, but... <laughs> My next scene is Nick is alive and well. Yep. I was. <laughs> so is the landline. Look at the fucking phone. It was so <laughs> bad. And then I said, yeah, she found Angie. You caught, bitch. <laughs> you caught, bitch. And then he's like, daddy. And I was like, yeah. Hello? Angie? Angie. Libby. I've, I've tried to call you a thousand times. Is Maddie okay? What's Where is fine. he? Everything is fine. What are you doing in San Francisco? Put him on the phone. Hey, why are you acting this way? Because you disappeared and I haven't seen my son in a month. I was just about to call you. Oh, bullshit. How can you move and not tell me, Angie? We were coming to see you next week. Just put Maddie on the phone. Maddie, it's mommy. Come say hi. Mommy. Hello, sweetie pie. Oh, how are you, Maddie? I think about you all the time, honey. I miss you so much. Are you doing okay, kiddo? I love you. Listen, Maddie, I know that this has been really hard, but Angie's going to bring you up to see me next week, okay? Yes, Mommy. Daddy! Nick? Yeah, so (laughs) Angie and Maddie are in San Francisco. Yep. Angie answers the phone, and Libby angrily confronts her. Obviously startled, Angie stammers that she was intending to bring Maddie for a visit. Nope. Libby spends a few minutes talking to her son, and suddenly, Nick, alive and well, enters the room, shouting, Daddy! Daddy! (laughs) (laughs) While Angie tries to hush him, 
Nick yanks the fucking phone out the wall. Yup. And Libby had heard enough to realize that what had happened. Toxic masculinity. He's such a creepy fucking dude. I know. I said bitch was set up so he could fuck the nanny. Yep. Nick staged his own murder so he could disappear because his business was frankly going under, apparently, and set Libby up to take the blame for his murder while he relocated with the fucking hot nanny and the son. But why? Ashley Judd is way hotter. She's way hotter. Why did... Oh, well, because It tells... It says it at the end. And Mm -hmm. also, like... His business was going under, so he was like, fuck it, if I fake dead, I can just go live my new life, and my wife, because I'm a fucking sociopath, can just fucking deal with it and go to prison. Dude, just just man up and just fucking take care of your business. Declare bankruptcy. It's okay. You'll I'm, come back. I'm fucking over it. Yeah, it's so dumb. The next thing I have is making potatoes, question mark, but it, no, was, it, was, it was pudding. T- it was pudding. Yep, I said, <laughs> I said, you better lawyer up, girl. <laughs> and then yes. her friend says, oh, you got shit for brains, girl. <laughs> yes, we all, funny. we all need a friend that's going to check us on our shit. Yep. So I said, a, f- a fellow prisoner who was once a lawyer before killing her husband comes to her aid. Mm-hmm. Libby is informed that she can't be tried twice for the same crime. It's called Double Jeopardy. I don't think it's the right. Put some elbow grease behind that stir. Nobody wants to eat any burnt tapioca. Does it smell like it's burning? Oh, I swear you got shit for brains, girl. You're in prison. Do you get that? Nobody wants to listen to anybody in prison. So you can just forget about reopening your case or a jailhouse appeal. You got that? They take years. And they're 95% unsuccessful. So if you want my advice... No. Well, you're going to get it. You do your time. So what are you now, a lawyer? Once upon a time. But they tend to disbar murderers. And here's your Christmas present. You ready? Pay attention, because this is the best goddamn advice you're ever going to get. You ever hear something called double jeopardy, Fifth Amendment to the Constitution? Huh? No? Well, double jeopardy provides that no person may be tried for the same crime twice. You got that? Keep staring. The state says you already killed your husband. They can't convict you of it a second time. That means that when you leave here, you track him down, and when you find him, you can kill him. That's right. You can walk right up to him in Times Square, put a gun to his head, and pull the fucking trigger, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Maybe it wasn't the 90s. We don't know. I guess. <laughs> Except for my, my facts say it's not correct. It's definitely not. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I love it, though. I was like, this is so fucking cheesy. <laughs> it's so cheesy. So for the next whatever amounts to six years. She gets fucking food. She's ripped as fuck. She's going to murder her husband. She needs to be strong. I said, this is some Fergie shit. But yeah, and then she was running outside in the rain. I was like, that's a little aggressive. You can just like run on the treadmill inside. Why are you doing this? 100%. You know how bad that would be chafing? Oh, shit, yeah. Have you ever ran in the rain? Uh, I mean, one time, maybe. Yeah. I don't like rain, You dude. fucking... <laughs> oh, I love rain. <laughs> uh, not to be outside in it, obviously, but you <laughs> chafe so bad, like, on your thighs. I said, water. working on my fitness. He's my witness. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to do the Lizzo one. No, I did Fergie. Oh, shit. Get some Lizzo up in here. my fitness. I've been lifting every metal. See that ass? <laughs> Take it out all up. I love that song. Working on my fitness. 
cool. Oh, yeah, then she becomes a hairdresser, apparently. <laughs> apparently, she's a hairdresser. And <laughs> they all know how to cut hair, I guess. <laughs> apparently, uh, cut my pubes. I don't know. <laughs> like, what kind of hair are they cutting? I don't know, but how could she get, like, do they teach beauty school in I prison? don't know. Honestly, prison doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> I mean, you get an education. You get education. You get to learn to cut hair. You, you get to learn to cook. You make some of the best friends fit. of your life. Yeah, you're not wasting your life on watching TV, so you're fucking ripped. Yeah. Read a lot of books. You get to deal with revenge. Yeah, you can get spiteful, spiteful as shit and... And then murder your husband. <clears throat> Again. It sounds like a great time. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want to go to jail. Please, I'll die the first day. <laughs> I would not make it the first day. I would become someone's bitch and then fucking die in the next week. <laughs> Brian's just like... You, someone's like, you my bitch. Brian's like, yep. <laughs> sure am. What do you need? Sounds good. <laughs> what do you need, Fama? <laughs> <laughs> you need some sigs? I got you. All right. <laughs> so we, we apparently see that a bunch of time has passed. And we only know this because now it's Maddie's eighth birthday. Yeah, that was, that was cute. It was cute. So after six years in prison... Libby has the opportunity to plead her case. Yes. She admits that she killed her husband, saying that she wants to do good with the rest of he her had life. He it coming. <laughs> he had it coming. He had it I feel like that's going to be the song that starts this whole thing off. I feel to see it. Oh it's fucking God, stuck I in my head it. now. <laughs> I love it. So she does get out. Mm-hmm. She goes to a halfway house. I said halfway house of hell. Yeah, it doesn't look awesome to stay at no plus some douchebag is running it also that's gotta be so shocking spending six years in pre- prison and they're like okay bye mm-hmm. and then you're just like in the middle of the street and you're like Ugh. she leaves with one box yeah of whatever she came in with yeah the um pro guy i always get him and robert de niro mixed up <laughs> but it's not robert de niro um, what the fuck is his name i don't know but they look pretty similar that's who i thought it was on like when i saw like the little spiel thing it's like, oh, Robert De Niro's in this. Aesthetic. No, it's it's like Lee Jones, Teddy, Tommy, Lee Jones, some bullshit. Whatever. They're basically the same person. Uh, he's a white male asshole, so. Also didn't know her name until this moment. This is when you found out it was Libby? No. I knew Libby, but they were like, Elizabeth Parsons. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I was like, oh, <laughs> Libby, Elizabeth, I get oh, it. Oh, shit. I never even caught Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered where Libby came from. Libby, that's cute. I it's, like that. It's, Elizabeth, Libby, that's cute. It's cute, but it reminds me of, did you ever watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Bit, kind of. It's, um... Like the old one? No, yeah, with Melissa Joan Hart from the 90s. Yeah, like, I mean, I was little, but I watched, like, some of it. So, Libby was the giant bitch cunt that <laughs> was, like, I'm so popular. Did I tell you that my D&D character's last name's Spellman now? Oh, I love it. <laughs> no, but Libby was the fucking Sorry. worst. And she would. she was the one that was just, like... Um, FF, because that's what we all said in the 90s. As F. Like, oh my god, as F. Okay, <laughs> fucking ew. I love so, ew. Ew. Ew, David. Ew, David. Ew, David. He burned her. He's like, you can't take this, this, and this in here, especially a knife. Well, yeah, burned. he totally burned her. He's just like, so he's, a an, dick. He, he's an ex-lawyer named Travis. And so she must follow these curfews. So she eight thirty is a cur- I'm sorry, I eight, cut you off. Eight fucking no, you're fine. Eight okay. fucking thirty. She so she find she has to find employment. <laughs> no, she cannot associate with any criminals. She can't do drugs. She can't have sex. She can't have alcohol. And I said, what kind of fucking life is no, this? No, that sounds terrible. And you're like putting a bunch of like girls together that are deprived of all the great things, things in life. There are some there are some affairs going on in there. Oh, a hundred percent in that fucking douchebag. Yeah. 
And any violation of these rules, and she would be returned to prison to serve her full sentence. Which was life. Fucking no thanks. No thank you. (laughs) So, of course, being the queen that she is, Mm -hmm. Libby doesn't give a shit. And our next scene is she's at the fucking library. Question. Yes. Those computers, didn't people go to the library and watch porn on those computers? Oh my god, I hope so. Was, isn't that like a running joke? Did like that you go happen? to the library and you have like and they, people watch porn. How yeah. would you even find porn on those computers? Pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's a broad city. Oh, really? I just usually Google porn. That's probably why I don't like most of it. <laughs> I just Google porn. That's probably why I don't like most of it. <laughs> But yeah, I heard that somewhere. And oh my god! It just god. always stuck with me. Honestly, <laughs> you're probably not wrong. How awkward would that be if you're a librarian, just mind your own fucking business, and there's this dude whacking it <laughs> and fucking just moaning from the screen. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> what kind of porn do you think that guys from the '90s googled? Dude, it's probably the same thing as today. Stepsisters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Everyone's throughout the ages of porn. It's all been it's about been incest. <laughs> incest. It's always been hot <laughs> to some people. Fuck me. <laughs> oh my god, my god. We hurt. gotta pull a Bunny and David and say redacted, <laughs> redacted. Thanks, Bunny and David. <laughs> oh my god. So I said, Libby. Libby's only goal is to find Nick and her son. So that's her. That's been her intention. She's not going to wait around for three years. Nope. She gets to the library, and this bystander approaches her and attempts to hit on her. Now, uh, what are you looking for? A uh, friend I haven't seen for a couple years. Someone said I should try the internet. It's a boyfriend. Girl. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll help you. Uh, does your friend have email? I have no idea. Okay. Come on. Let's do some surfing. So, uh, what's your friend's name? Angela Green. Uh, zip code? How about a social security number? That way we could run a credit report and it'll give us her address. Nope. She was a school teacher. And voila. Now, uh, maybe when this thing is finished at searching, we could go to this, uh, this neat little bar now and, uh, you know, have a little drink. What do you say? Yeah, I just have to check in with my parole officer first. You've been to jail? Actually, prison. Jail is a different thing. <laughs> so, what did you do? Not pay your parking tickets? Oh, no. I was convicted of murdering my husband. <laughs> You're kidding, right? No, I'm not. Um, sliced and diced, the paper called it. Can you believe that? You're not kidding. No, I said I wasn't. But it'd be nice to have a drink. I haven't been out in a long time. <laughs> oh. I just remembered I have um, this appointment See with the... Ya. Yeah, but also, like, the internet was so scary back then still. Oh, yeah, They were like, terrifying. oh, here's a teacher. Okay, let's go to the teacher's certificate shit. And, oh, there there she be. Except for except for there were 1,000 Ashley, Ashley Greens in the system. And she realizes, like, this ain't gonna help. But this guy's still hitting on her. This is one of my favorite <laughs> scenes. He's hot. So does your friend have email? And then I just said, so much future. Oh, my God. She doesn't have email. She knows nothing. And so I was, yeah, Facebook. Like, <laughs> so, like, maybe, like, after this, you, like, want to get some drinks or something? And she goes, 
Yeah, that'd be super sweet. I really haven't, like, been out for a while after I, you know, killed my husband. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> well, yeah, she's like, I need to check in with my parole officer. And he's like, oh, do you have unpaid parking tickets? <laughs> and she's like, no, I was convicted of murdering my husband. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to use that now if I ever get hit. <laughs> 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 if I ever get hit on ever again, I'm going to be like, yeah, I just got to check in with my parole officer. So from this moment on, this I think this is the probably the most um, problematic thing for me in this film mm-hmm. is that because she's this hot housewife, mm-hmm. she gets away with so much. Mm-hmm. People just are like, meh, fuck it. Does it sound familiar? We're, yeah. So this is where we're back at that preschool. So this is, we jumped a little ahead. This is oh, where. Oh, you missed the part. Oh, tell me. Where the parole officer background, how he got a Dewey. And someone's like, yeah, he told his wife and daughter with it. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. But I guess they're still alive. But he. But he lost them. But they, they were like, him, yeah. they were like, fuck you. Yeah, it shows him like at the bar, drowning his sorrows. I'm like, you like the booze. I mean, same, but not that much. <laughs> right. All right, and I said, boat, question mark? Is this a flashback? Where is she going? What is happening? (laughs) And I was like, oh, she definitely should not have gone back to the school. (laughs) That's a no-no. So she ends up back at the preschool. So dumb. So instead of looking for a job, which our goddamn bitch should have done, Libby goes to the preschool that once employed Angie, and the school director, Rebecca, is sympathetic. Becca! Becca! (laughs) But, but, but refuses to tell her where Angie is now. I mean, I don't blame her. Yeah, I like, feel like, what the fuck? You were in jail. That, you were in jail. You killed your husband. Now you're going to kill this bitch who has your kid. Yeah. That night, Libby returns to the preschool and okay. breaks in. Night, by the way. Yeah. I was like, uh, doesn't she have a curfew? I was that's like, why what, is she fucking around that's in the night? That's what I said. Bitch, like, ran over that curfew yep. like it was nothing. Also, fun fact that yes. I learned from my um, school shooting um, Training? trainings. Oh, God. You're supposed to hit a break a window from the top left. Oh, why? And she did the bottom. Because it's easier. It, like, goes Does it all kind of crack yeah. down? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yes, so, if you need to, like, break out of a school during a shooting. Yeah, isn't it great that we are equipped to handle that now? That's fucked up. Welcome to 2020. Anyway, fun fact. Here we, <laughs> here we be. Yup. The police arrive as she uh, locates Angie's file, so she gets the information she needs. She escapes by running down the fucking beach, but but is eventually caught and taken to the local jail. Do you want to hear my thoughts during this holiday? Please. I said, I'm so stressed out, I might poo myself. Because <laughs> I had, like, two cups of coffee by this point. Oh, right, because you're watching it in the morning. It's 6.30 a.m. Um, and I was like, why do they still have records of her address if she doesn't work there anymore? Right. And I was like, I guess all that working out made Libby a parkour star. And then I like the police vehicle. I've always wanted a Jeep. And I said, damn, that bitch is fit. Running in sand is hard. <laughs> I said, what are they going to do? Run her over with their car? Bitch, they might. What were they trying to do? She was fucking fast. She got fit as hell. They like, couldn't. Let's just let her fucking go live her life. I would have been like, ah, she's too far away. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yep. I'm going to go get some donuts. Yep. And other stereotypes for cops. Hey. The next scene is where Travis arrives. So I said... I titled it, Have a Nice Day at the Beach, because yeah. he's a douchebag. <laughs> he called her a fucking idiot. I thought that was kind of funny. I love it. And he escorts Kibby. Kibby. <laughs> Come here. Let's call her Kibby. Come here. It's way more entertaining than Libby. Mm-hmm. Escorts Kibby back to the prison. Come here. So he's disgusted that she violated parole. 
The paper with Angie's address is in his possession now. He drives them onto the fucking ferry and handcuffs Libby's wrist to the outside of the door handle of the car. Then he goes to the top for a cup of coffee with whiskey. Mm-hmm. And this his- is where she gets her fucking chance. Yeah, she, he got his own demons. And I'm like, honestly, him putting liquor in his coffee, I was like, boy, you got your own shit to work out. Yep. Yep, I said, uh, that bridge gives me so much anxiety, mm-hmm. I could shit myself. Do you not like bridges? I don't like water. I don't like bridges. I don't like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a goddamn legend. <laughs> but no, my mom's also scared of bridges. They freak me out. The big ones, like the tall mm-hmm. ones, freak me the fuck out. Yeah. He leaves the keys in the car that's, like she's not going to pull something. Honestly, that's on him. He should have took the fucking keys. Ooh. And then when the car goes over, I have a fucking panic attack. Because that's my, there we go again, my next fear. Yep, car going into the water stresses me out. And I didn't think that she would go in the water eventually. I saw the other car car go And that freaked me out enough. I was like, how does no one notice the car in the lake? But then he did, and he was like, shit, I gotta get back down Uh, there. Yeah, I don't like it, because... I even, like, had to, like, look away a little bit during the scene because I fucking... Like, I was... Ha- my heart was fucking palpitations. I was like, this is nightmare material right here. I, like, I, I had to look away. Mm-mm, I chugged wine. Oh, it was 7.30 in the morning. I could not chug wine. <laughs> well, I mean, you could have, but it wouldn't have turned out well for you. So there's this battle in the car. He jumps in. He unlocks the fucking wrist yep. bit bullshit. Yes, Queen, escape and take that gun. She bashes him in the head and she just fucking swims off. What a badass. Apparently, with her training at the prison, she's also a mermaid. Dude, working out could probably do wonders for me. (laughs) Should probably do that. I could have some superhero powers, dude. yeah. So the next day... Travis has to confront his boss about what happened, and I just I titled the scene "Were you drinking?" One hundred percent. He is reprimanded for letting a prisoner escape with his gun. Yeah. Having the address to where Libby is likely headed, he sets off after her. Mm-hmm. This is where Libby hitches a ride to her mother's farm. Where the fuck were her parents while she was locked up? Apparently, no one gave a shit. I think her dad's dead. They never talk about it, but apparently, no, he was like out. Oh. Well, fuck her parents. Uh, We don't give a shit. Apparently, they bury money in their fucking garden because she gets a wad of cash. There's always monies in tomato. It remind me of, there's money in the banana stand. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's money Money in in the the banana banana stand. stand. (laughs) That's literally like the only episode I've seen of Arrested Development. Oh my God. Dude, watch that stupid show. And the little cousins shit. Maybe. It's funny. Anyways, that that truck looks very cozy to drive. I was going to say, so Libby buys that old green truck. You know, she's like just chilling, driving down the interstate. Just living her best life. Fucking road trip. She looks like something out of a goddamn like country music video. Mm -hmm. Because she's so hot. But then she goes to a very flashy like car dealership. She goes to a a BMW car dealership Mm -hmm. where she pretends to be Angie. Okay, I... I somehow wasn't paying attention during that part. I'm like, why the fuck is she buying a flashy mm-hmm. car if she's trying to go, like, undercover? And then I was like, oh, makes sense. Makes sense. The car salesman does a credit check using Angie's social security number, and Libby is asked to confirm the address. She gets it, and it's in it's uh, in Evergreen, Colorado. Fucking love Colorado. So now she's heading out to Colorado. What was that whole thing with the parole officer going to his old parolee? 
I don't even fucking know. Whatever. He got some information. Essentially, I was just like, uh, well, uh, he needed, he needed. He was needed, a dick to her, too. Yeah, he was like, well, I, I can tell everyone what your your profession was about fellatio or some bullshit. And I was like, okay, just because your wife doesn't suck your dick, like, <laughs> get over yourself. Also, I'm pretty sure you can't do that as a parole officer. Yeah, pretty sure you can't. <laughs> but that's how he gets the address to where him. Angie lives. Yes. So that's how they both know where Angie mm-hmm. is. Or we su- suspect Angie is. <laughs> My next scene is called Pink Pastel Mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Nick and Angie are not at this house. Instead, yeah. another family owns it, mm-hmm. apparently, with the fucking kid that looks like their kid, but his yep. name is Sam. Sorry, I keep petting the cat. Oh, my. <laughs> You're fine. As Libby turns to leave, an old lady working in the yard next door tells her what happened to Nick and Angie. Okay, I'm sorry. Why is it such a thing in movies for people to go up to other people working their yards and be like, hey, who lives there? I would never, I don't approach anyone. I fucking hate people. No, if people approach me, like, in my yard or, like, come up to me. I think they're going to murder me. I'm just like, Anyone approaches me in in a state where I'm by myself, murder. Um, remember when I was running and that guy came up and ran with me trying to, like, get my number and shit? I was like, hey, baby, can I get your number? Well, then he's number. like, damn, where you live? Where you going? You want to hang out? I was like, no. I don't want to die. And then Alex wasn't home, so I, like, I ran so fast, though. It was the fastest I've ever ran in my life. Well, I'm glad you fucking survived that. I was so mad. I was more pissed off that I didn't, like, tell right, him to fuck because off or as, something. Because as a goddamn woman, apparently you can't just run around your own safe neighborhood and without getting hit And you can't get them mad. I didn't want to get him mad either, so then he would, like, fucking track you down and murder you. Exactly. I fucking hate... Anyway. I hate men. Okay. I married a great one, but I hate men. Oh, this is where we find out that Angie's dead. Yeah. Several years earlier, there was a gas explosion in the kitchen and Angie was killed. Nick and Maddie moved away. I said, that bitch is not dead. That was another setup. Or the husband murdered Angie. Uh-huh. I thought that she, like, set it up as, like, a trying to get... Right. Um, but that old lady nuts. But that old lady was like, I don't know where they went. <laughs> I like that old lady. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is where they go to the art gallery and bullshit, is what I said. <laughs> she went to the library and looked through the newspaper. Oh, I have that in here, I Oh, think. yeah, never mind. Yeah, I got the painting shit. Sorry, we're good. Because <laughs> he said, because I said, uh-oh, he found her. And I said, oh, we going to New Orleans, baby. <laughs> yes. But, and then I said, sorry, you'll describe oh, the scene, because okay, I have okay, another okay. one. <laughs> so... Art gallery and bullshit. Here is my I don't me- care memoir about paintings. <laughs> Libby drives to an art gallery and poses as some Kan Kandinsky, whatever the fuck that is, collector. Yeah. The gallery employee looks at the uh, looks on the internet and finds a painting recently sold by a Jonathan Deverex or whatever the fuck his name is of New Orleans. New Orleans. Libby recognizes the painting and is sure the seller is really Nick. Yep. Travis shows up and chases, and the chase is on. She escapes yet again. You know what? That slippery bitch can just get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. One thing I need to point out. Yeah. She took out the goddamn payphone. Yeah. Did you ever use a payphone as a kid? No. Holy shit. We used to... We lived in a small town or whatever, and we used to call people from the payphone all the goddamn time Mm because you couldn't just text, but we all wanted to meet up. What? Yeah, so... I don't even think there was a fucking payphone in my hometown. Oh, God. And you didn't have to, like, pay for it. It's called a payphone, but if you press the, um... If you got the... If you press zero and got the... Uh... Operator? Operator, that's the (laughs) word. 
You could say, uh, yeah, I'm looking for bullshit, bullshit. And then they would just transfer you over without any pay. And they'd be like, yeah, dude, I'm going to go to the park. You want to hang out? And this was like us at fifth they grade. They had a pay phone in your hometown? Fuck yeah, they did. Your hometown was smaller than mine. And that's and we had a pay phone. A <laughs> I was Damn. next to the church and the bar. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what else is there in small town Minnesota? I don't know. Um, Abusive parents. Also, oh, Jesus, what? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> um, I love that he parked right behind her. And I'm like, dude, she fucked up your car before. She will do it again. And then I was like, ha ha, she straight up destroyed his car. <laughs> Just like, fuck you, babe, going to Nolens. <laughs> My next thing was, why are there no other cops looking for her? No one gives nope, a shit. just this one guy. Just this, just this one also, creepy ass dude who has like out for vengeance. Like the FBI <laughs> doesn't give a shit. I guess that this murderer escaped prison. Nope, no one cares. Nope, they don't give a shit. Libby finds John's hotel <laughs> in New Orleans. I fucking love New Orleans. So I love that she gets there and she's like, just I'm just gonna like inquire about John at the front desk. Yeah, she was. She was doing it. She's smart. bold. She's bold. Like, but she's like so chill about it. <laughs> and she gets in and she's like, "So where Johnny Boy at?" Mm-hmm. And you know he's not there yet, but he's gonna come back for this like bachelor, bachelor auction. <laughs> and then she asks about Maddie, and this is where the receptionist is like, mm, "I don't fucking know if I trust you, bitch." She gets very reserved. Good instincts. Good instincts. Mm-hmm. Good for her. She's wor- She's worried about this mm-hmm. situation. So that bitch. Our bitch uh, Libby just walks off. Yeah, but then she, like, sneaks around to, like, get a gown for the ball, get a hotel room. Yeah, because she sees that fucking old lady at that other hotel. It reminds me of that Parks and Rec, don't be suspicious, don't Don't be be suspicious. suspicious. That's not what's thing on TikTok, and they probably don't even know what it's from. (gasps) Shit. Fucking youths. The youths. Also, if I know she's a size two, I was like, fuck you, Ashley (laughs) Judd. Well, and also, here's this, I had an issue with this. So Libby uses the name and the room number of that wealthy hotel guest to purchase yep. this high-end dress. Yep. And this catty-ass bullshit between these two pisses mm. me off because I fucking hate this woman-against-woman bullshit. <clears throat> You're a size four. And she's like, I'm a two. And I was like, I said, in all caps, who cares bitches be bitches? I hate sizing. Like, well, Let's so- not talk, let's not size each other up and talk about fucking body image. And the reason the... Cashier even fucking said that is just she was just trying to be a goddamn bitch about it. Yep. Because Ashley walks in like in normal clothing with a backpack. I fucking oh my god, I hate it. I, I hate, hate bitches. It. Blah, 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 blah. We get to what I call party crasher. <laughs> I just said auction. But she's looking <laughs> fine. But also, where the fuck did she get ready? Well, yeah, did she get a hotel room? I don't know. I think she went to a fucking, like, gas station or something and, like, put on makeup and, like, this gown and hair. Like, where did she get ready? I don't know. How much she put a lot of makeup on. Well, and that hairdo was, like, tight. Expensive. That yes. was an expensive hairdo. So where the fuck did she get ready? <laughs> There's unanswered questions. There's plot holes. We're pissed off. I got off. to know. Libby attends the auction and bids on Jonathan <laughs> slash Nick. Also, I was like, I feel like if you staged your own death, you probably shouldn't be hosting big fancy parties. You probably want right. lay low. And then I was like, yeah, hi, motherfucker. She found you. <laughs> and wins him for 10 grand. Ow. Nick slash Jonathan is startled to hear her voice, but cannot find her in the crowd. As she approaches the stage to claim her prize... Jonathan looks very shocked. I hate him. I hate him. That's just, I just hate it. I just fucking, can we talk about how there's like fucking seven chandeliers in that room? Chandelier! 
Nick, Jonathan, bullshit. He's shocked. <laughs> and he is like, okay, fuck. She knows. I'm going to pull her aside. We're going to have a conversation. And he's like, I never thought they would convict you. Meh. I thought that, you know, with everything going under, you would be fine. Yeah, and I was so like, he was like trying to protect you. And I was like, excuse me, protect you how? Exactly. And Libby doesn't buy it, and she asks for Maddie. She's like, fuck it, all I want is our fucking kid, who probably doesn't even know her anymore. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, he's at school in Georgia. I'm like, it's the middle of the night? Yeah. No, he doesn't even say Georgia yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, he's at school. I'm like, what time is it? Yeah, what like, day is it? Why is he at school? No. Then our fucking douchebag cop Travis shows up, yep, and is. Libby, again, sneaky snake, just... Yeah, but he covers up for her. He does, because he also doesn't want to go to fucking jail. Also, there's polka music in the background of the bar that she goes to. Yeah, fucking weird. (laughs) Fucking weird. Like, what is this, Minnesota? Is this Minnesota? And the nice bartender. I said, Libby is recognized by the owner of the bar from Mm -hmm. the police uh, poster, whatever, picture. He warns her to watch out for the police who enter the bar. And I said, so because she's hot, we're supposed to assume people would just let her leave and aid in some murder charge? I'm sorry. Escape? Innocent or not, if you were tried as a murderer, I'd be like, um. I would be like, fucking, she's right here. Yep. She's right here. Yup. Like, she's not going to suck your dick behind the bar. Why are you being so nice to her? I don't know. But this next scene gave me so much anxiety again. Douche cop and douche husband? No, the crowd one with the umbrellas. Oh. I fucking hate it. Like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. Just when they're trying that. to track her down? Like, I'm literally... Like, I hate that shit. I love it. No. Because that's, like, my worst it. fear. Like, when you're at a concert or something yeah. and you get, like, lose your friends. <laughs> like this, a, is, this is some deep... Deep buried like anxiety shit for you. Like I feel like I'm gonna throw up. That scene was so bad. I couldn't watch it. I was oh like, my I can't. God. She gets away though. So whatever. Yeah, this dude fucking sucks at his job. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's the fucking worst. Fuck white douchebags. So my next scene: douche cop and douche husband. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Nick swears he has no idea who this crazy woman is because douche cop shows up and yeah. is like, "Do you know this woman?" Travis warns him that she has a gun. Travis is not impressed with Jonathan slash Nick and wonders if Libby's story could possibly be true. Yeah, because he knows the pictures. He's like, did a child (laughs) draw that? that? And I was like, LOL, bird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. So Travis spots some of those Kaczynski... Kaczynski? How do you say that? The fuck are you trying to say? I don't know, I have it. How do you pronounce it? Kaczynski. Oh, the paintings. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. I don't fucking care. Is that care. What, how you say it? I don't fucking care. Don't know. <laughs> fucking paint, there's paintings on the wall. I'm not an art major. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about art. <laughs> he contacts. They probably weren't made by children. So he yep. contacts his office in Washington to get copies of Nick slash whatever bullshit his name has been 7,000 times. Driver's license picture. Mm-hmm. I said Libby wants to meet at the cemetery, and they Dude. will meet at 4 p.m., because that's not fucking weird. I've been to that cemetery before. It actually is a really hot tourist spot, because all the graves are above, so it's kind of cool walking through and seeing, like, the statues and it, stuff. It's very weird Buffy-esque. Yeah. Well, like, they can't be underground because of the sea level, so that's why it's, like, a tourist <sighs> attraction. Oh, shit. Yeah, I learned something in my junior 
band and choir trip to New Orleans. <laughs> Damn. But I was like, damn, I want to get buried in New Orleans and make everyone wear hats and have instruments. <laughs> I want my body to be in a buggy and everyone just follow me. Fucking weird, dude, but I would be there for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> uh, I know it skips a little bit ahead, so I want to hear your thoughts, but I put plot twist, fake yeah. Maddie. It's yeah. a trap. I knew it right away. I said that's not going to be his son or her son. Uh-huh. The husband is trying to set up a killer. And I was like, again, this is stressing me out. And I said, fucking knew it. This guy sucks. <laughs> I put douchebag husband knocks out Libby. So suddenly Jonathan Nick step out from behind this mausoleum and hit Libby in the head. He drags her into this mausoleum and puts her inside a fucking coffin. Again. Nightmares. <laughs> this is where I said, locks her in what looks like Spice Lair in Buffy. <laughs> I don't know that reference. <laughs> Because I have never watched Buffy. We need to watch it. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, na, 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 na. and then the parole officer is smelling something fishy. And is it you your get- underpants? <laughs> <laughs> because he gets the picture from the driver's license. He's like, no, this doesn't feel right. So So he's going to keep looking into it. He's going to keep looking into it. And while this is happening, this is where I, you're exactly right. I said, douche cop pieces it together. It's because I've got two parts. There's a douche husband and a douche cop. Yeah. Also, she was on top of a dead lady in that coffin. Fucking freaked me out, dude. That's legit a nightmare of mine. She's so lucky those graves weren't underground. And you know you're running out of oxygen. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't know how many bullets in that goddamn gun. Oh, I would just shoot myself <laughs> Yeah, but somehow, If I was underground, for oh, some reason, fuck, she, yeah. for some reason she knew, well, she kind of figured it was above ground. Well, but. yeah, because someone, she, I mean, she understood the history of the yeah. fucking burial. I didn't. She, I said, this bitch is good at breaking windows. <laughs> yes. She, she throws a fucking vase at the window. So while this is happening, mm-hmm. Jonathan slash Nick uh, is very, he's like, he's not excited to see Travis return to his office. Mm-hmm. And Travis explains he asked uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles in the state of Washington to fax him copies of Nicholas Parsons' driver's license. Mm. <laughs> Travis shows him a picture of another man and then reveals that there were several Nick- Nicholas Parsons. Six, oh, in fact. Shit. And that the third one was a picture of a man mm, mm, now mm, known mm, as mm, Jonathan mm, Deverick. Mm, mm, mm. We don't know that yet, though. That's revealed later. Oh, that's where I'm at. Oh. What did I miss? You missed, you missed the reuniting with the parole officer. And- oh, I did. I put that in my notes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, Libby gets reunited with the parole officer, and they're hugging. Also, she really needed a shower after laying with that dead person yeah can you imagine i don't know what i can't only imagine what like a dead corpse would smell like uh read stiff they try to um explain it to you it's not a good smell they said that i think a quote was like the smell of death was on my shoes for days oh my god and this is where i said when she's trapped in that coffin my my next biggest fear i cannot fucking handle it good thing she had that gun and what a dumbass why would you put her in above ground coffin Like, I don't... Well, I think also he thought that maybe she was dead. He's like, oh, I took care of it. Because he smashed her head pretty hard. Fair. Maybe she she had a concussion. (laughs) Same. (laughs) (laughs) Libby runs into Travis. 
And this is where he grabs her and says, it's over. And she just starts bawling, which we all think, fuck, this is the end. But it turns out they're going to collaborate. Oh, yeah. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. This is where I call Travis and Libby create a plan. Yes, yes, yes. yes, So Travis and Libby threaten to frame Jonathan slash Nicholas for Libby's murder. So Travis and Libby create a plan. Mm -hmm. Travis, we first see Travis with Jonathan slash Nick. And he's kind of persuading this conversation to continue. Mm -hmm. And he finally says, I want one million dollars. And I will just let all of this go. Otherwise, I'll just call the fucking cops. Yep. So he threatens to call the cops. He pulls out that goddamn cell phone. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it is so bad. He makes a like show of like flipping it open and <laughs> pulling up the antenna. <laughs> LOL. Remember when we had antennas? It's so good. And then, and then this is where fucking Jonathan Nick decides he's going to spill the beans. Like, don't worry. I buried it. It's yep. done. Yep. Da, 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 da. And that's all they need. That's all they need. Because at this point, we don't know that it's being recorded, but it's being recorded. And Travis and Libby threaten to frame Jonathan for Libby's murder. Nope. So as Travis and Libby go to leave, Jonathan draws his own gun and <gasps> shoots Travis in the fucking shoulder. Oh. A brief scuffle ensures, Mm -hmm. and in the end, Jonathan slash Nick is shot by Libby twice in the fucking chest. Boy, bye. And this is the scene where she's like, it's fucking double jeopardy, bitch. You're not very good at keeping promises, Nick. Gonna do something? What are you talking to me for? She's the one with the gun. Louisiana, Libby. You shoot me, they'll give you the gas chamber. No, they won't. It's called double jeopardy. I learned a few things in prison, Nick. I could shoot you in the middle of Mardi Gras and they can't touch me. As an ex-law professor, I can assure you she is right. Where's my son? In St. Albans School in Georgia, all right? You have your son back. You got what you want. And then we see the scene where we find Maddie. It kind of blew my mind that he didn't divorce her, but I was like, oh, that would have been super suspicious if he, like, went to court and was like, hey, want to divorce my wife? So she Who's got dead? All the, so she got all the monies. And a hotel, which she doesn't give a shit about because all she wants is her child. I want my son. So Libby and Travis travel together to St. Albans School in Georgia. Georgia! Georgia. Georgia! Travis has been fired from his job, obviously, because he fucking sucks. Whatever. (laughs) They're, They're apparently friends and over it. Libby and Maddie are finally reunited. Maddie explains that his father and Angie had told him his mother was dead. Dude, I'm sorry. This kid's gonna have so much therapy. I said, what the fuck did she say? She was like, I'm your mommy, and uh, plot twist, your daddy is dead. Yeah, I was like, this kid is going to have to do so much therapy to work out his dad, quote, dying, his mom in prison, and then his dad coming back to life, and then his dad actually dying. Yes, this kid, this kid's life has been a fucking nightmare. Get him some fucking therapy. And they just hug it out. I wrote, so he's had two parents rise from the dead. Again, 
therapy. (laughs) And my last thought was, I want to see the sequel where this kid becomes a fucking serial killer. Yep. (laughs) Makings of a serial killer. (laughs) All right, give me your thoughts and your rating. Um, it was intense. I mean, predictable, but intense. Typical Mm -hmm. 2000s true crime thriller. Hell yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it. I wouldn't have watched it if you wouldn't have made me. Oh, 100%. Sorry. Um, my rating is a shit ton of anxiety. <laughs> because I'm fucking sorry, but <laughs> the situations that she was in were insane. Made me want to die. So insane. For me, this is a movie that I have probably have not watched since early 2000s. It's a movie that I watched with my mom. Me. Like quite a bit. Like it was one of those things where Ashley Judd became like one of the one of the loves of my life early on in life. As she should be. Uh so it was fun to watch, but my rating really explains it all. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. The 1999 Lifetime Movie of the Year. <laughs> exactly. That's what it kind of reminded me of. It was just so cheesy. Like, it was cheesy. Like, it was, she's going to get away. It, it was, was over the top. Yeah. It was anxious ridden. Yep. It was great. Yep. This is what started Lifetime. You're right. It was a high budget Lifetime movie. I like it. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't watch it again, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was great. So. That's us, and that's this week, and uh, we love you. We love you so much. And (laughs) we will be back next week with some more adventures. Oh, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, it's going to be our next guest. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yay. We have a very fun guest joining us next week who is going to be a goddamn gem, you goddamn queens. Amazing. I'm here for it. Yes, bitch. We're excited to have you back next week. Until then, please follow us on all of our social networks and wherever the fuck you do podcasting. Review, revise, call us out on our bullshit. Revise? I don't know. That's our job. Lord. On that note, happy fucking weekend. Oh, thank God. Love you, babe. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers our juice box. Juice box wine. (laughs) Tunepocket.com.